Well, happy Monday, everybody. Um, this being the first work day of the new year, thought I would uh, talk to you about the year ahead. Um, I think we can all say that uh, 2021 was a very challenging year for our nation um, and, in fact, the world. Um, going forward with 2022, we have a lot of challenges in front of us. Um, I first, however, want to talk about um, uh, the devastating fire fires that hit the Boulder, Colorado area uh, over the holidays. Last reports that I have, uh, we have over 991 homes have been damaged. Um, excuse me, 999 homes destroyed. 127 of the uh, homes have been damaged. Um, the good thing is the administration did declare um, the area a disaster area. And so federal aid is on the way. And that is definitely good news for the residents out there. Um, and as far as any kind of uh, presidential visit, um, if I were president, uh, I would be making a visit out to Colorado uh, when the time is right. Um, you must understand that uh, for a president to move, the logistics for that takes a lot of resources, a lot of manpower, and that should not be a strain on the system. Uh, they should be there taking care of the, of, of the residents um, that are in need of help. And so um, I would definitely make a visit out to Colorado uh, when that time is right to uh, see for myself uh, what that damage is and how I could help the uh, residents of Colorado. Uh, such a devastating time. I mean, fires are devastating anytime they occur, but just around the holidays, um, think about one moment you're celebrating Christmas and celebrating New Year's next moment. Uh, you're without a house and it just it, it was very painful to hear that to get the reports and see the devastation on television very very um, difficult time and andre and i do send our thoughts and prayers uh, out to the citizens of Bol to boulder and of colorado um, in this very very trying time we do have some foreign policy challenges that are ahead of us uh, this coming year um, and let me first off just say that I am encouraged. There was a lot of news that happened uh, over the Christmas uh, and New Year's break. Uh, a lot of news about uh, the president and President Putin having uh, conversations. Um, very encouraged by that. Um, I've always said that an open dialogue is much better than armed conflict. It is my hope uh, that dialogue does continue and that conflict does not occur. I, however, do want to state what the position of my administration would be if I were president. First and foremost, my administration would back NATO and our allies. We would back NATO and our allies, and uh, that's our first priority. And I would make sure that uh, President Putin is aware of that, that he's aware uh, that my administration would follow along um, 
with NATO and back NATO in the Ukraine. I also welcome uh, Ukraine's membership into NATO. If they do consider it, it's something that I think that uh, the United States and our allies should consider. And if that were to occur, that's something uh, that would throw another dynamic into the whole situation. Now being a uh, member of NATO, um, what a uh, what a attack by Russia would mean, and so, but again, I am I'm glad to see dialogue is happening. Uh, I'm very encouraged that there's going to be in the coming weeks. There's going to be a couple of uh, meetings uh, with the heads of uh, delegations of the United States and Russia. That's always great to hear about. So hopefully there'll be a lot of talk and. Uh, no conflict on that. I just really hope uh, that is the end result. And and I and, and like I said before, I would definitely. Um, I know that the pandemic throws in a different dynamic into this, um, but thankfully technology has enabled there to be video conferences uh, with foreign heads of state. But I would definitely uh, welcome a face-to-face, one-on-one meeting with President Putin, and like I said, let's have it on uh, the home turf. I would do it back in Texas. Um, and so uh, if such a meeting was ever possible, uh, logistically, I would definitely uh, see that that would happen because I think it's very, very important um, to to the future of this whole thing because um, – if you get the two leaders to sit down in a neutral site, uh, there are certain formalities uh, that you have with Washington. There are certain formalities that you have uh, with Moscow. So to go to uh, go to suburban Dallas and have a summit meeting and just sit and, and side by side and talk the issues. A lot of times, a meeting in that environment will solve things. There's a lot of history. Uh, if you read history, there's a lot of history about uh, that happening in my home state. Uh, uh, President Johnson, back in the 60s, used to do it all the time at the LBJ Ranch. President Bush did it at Crawford. And so there's no reason why um, it couldn't be done. Uh, I would definitely give it a try, and I would hope that this administration would give it a try as well. But again, I understand that given the current uh, pandemic situation, it's kind of hard to have a one-on-one meeting, but it is good to at least have face-to-face meetings. Actually, face-to-face meetings are probably easier to uh, facilitate and can be done quicker uh, as opposed to a one-on-one meeting, but a face-to-face one-on-one meeting is important as well. Um, I do want to talk about something that it's um, come back to light again. And that's the reopening of our schools. And this is something that I was afraid was going to happen when we closed our schools down uh, for the holidays. Now we're having, uh, with the spike uh, in Omicron cases and the number of uh, cases throughout the country, we're having talks about reopening schools. 
Let me be clear on this. There should never be a discussion about reopening schools. We are almost two years into this pandemic. Two years. We now have a vaccine. We now, there are therapeutics out there. Uh, there are people who have been exposed to COVID. There are people who have built up immunity. And so we're in a different situation than we were in March of 2020. And to have a discussion right before school opens again after the holidays about when we're going to reopen schools, that's ridiculous. Now, I'm not saying tonight, I'm not saying today that uh, to go about it recklessly, uh, go opening up schools at all costs, do it safely, do it with the safety measures that are in place. We've been doing it. Let's continue doing it. Um, and let's, let's take control of the schools, let's put control of, of the opening and closing of the schools back at the state and local level. The federal government has should have no control over when the schools open or close. It's hard for a bureaucrat in D.C. to gauge what's going on in a school that's a thousand miles away. But it's much easier for a person who is three miles away to gauge for him or herself the local conditions in their area. They're better equipped to make the decisions about schools opening or closing than a bureaucrat is in our nation's capital. So I think it's important that we must keep our schools open. We have to keep them open. And you think about the impact that school closure has had, the impact of online learning has had. The benchmarks uh, have shown that this last year, and they're probably going to show it again this year. So test scores are down. They're down. And the only way to fix that is by, happy, by having our schools open. There are other issues besides just uh, just just learning. You think about the social interactions that our children have, especially in those formative years, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third, on up. Um, those social interactions, uh, engaging with your teachers, engaging with your fellow classmates, those are all important. Those cannot be done via Zoom. Now, I know that in March of 2020, again, we were in a much different situation at that time, much different, that we had to go to remote learning. There, were no, there was no vaccine available. There were no therapeutics available. We didn't know what we were really, what we had on our hands. But two years later, almost two years later, we know what's out there. We've got a good idea of what we're facing. And so we have to keep our schools open. The future 
of our nation, the future of the world, are in our public schools right now. And so it's important that we keep them open. And again, um, we need to keep the decisions about, about opening and closing of schools out of the hands of the union. Um, you saw reports, I saw reports this morning about uh, school teachers uh, on the beaches in Puerto Rico um, doing Zooms with their classes back up north. And of course, if you're on the beach and you don't, you know, you don't want to go back to the classroom. I mean, you, you would think that that's, you know, that that's the case. And it, I mean, it, it really is. Um, so, and if it is the case, you need to reevaluate um, your role as an educator. First and foremost, we need to we need to have our teachers in our classrooms. We need to have our teachers equipped with the best tools available, the best staff, the best faculty, the best leadership. And we do that. We will protect this nation's future. Because in another 20 or 30 years, the kids that are, that are in school right now are going to be the leaders of this nation. And so we have to get them ready for that future. And the only way we can ensure a bright future for this country is to keep our schools open. You know, we do have a lot of challenges ahead of us in 2022. Um, but you know what? They can't, these challenges can be met if we come together as one. And I've talked about this so many times that if we come together as a nation, instead of going at each other, instead of tearing each other apart, working together and respecting one another, you know, the stories of, of, of people getting in fistfights uh, fist on airplanes over the use of a face mask, that's ridiculous. You should have respect for your fellow man. You should have respect, uh, period. I mean, and that's one of the great things this country was, was built upon, is respect. We're all going to have differences, but we should respect those differences. If you, if you don't want to wear a mask, you shouldn't, you shouldn't make faces or criticize a person who is wearing a mask. And at the same time, those who are wearing a mask shouldn't criticize a person who is not. That's one of the key cornerstones of our nation is freedom of choice. The Constitution guarantees that. And so we need to learn to do that. And I think if we do that, if we can just learn to respect one another, a lot of the problems that we're having in our nation and in this country will go away. This pandemic 
will eventually um, come to an end. We'll be in what's called an endemic at that time. And we also may, it may be a case that COVID's going to be around just like the flu. So we have got to learn to live with it like we do, like we did the flu. One of the things that I think, I think uh, causes a lot of uh, reaction from the American people is seeing case numbers every day. You turn on the television every day. And you see so many cases reported, a thousand here, a thousand there. If we didn't have those numbers every day, the, the anxiety that this country has over this, over COVID, would not be near where it is right now. But every time you turn the television on, you see the numbers. When's the last time that you saw the flu numbers? I don't recall seeing turning on TV and seeing the case, the number of flu cases in so-and-so county is this hunt this many hundreds. It's not reported because the flu is commonplace. It's every day, it's every year. We're going to have to learn to treat COVID. The same way. Again, I'm not saying be, be irresponsible, to be reckless. I never have said that in any of my um, remarks. But what I'm saying is for us to learn to live with it and to get over the fear of it. And and we do those two things. We, we can move forward together as a nation. You hear me often talk about the journey of America. And that's going to have its successes and its trying times. Well, we are in our trying times right now. COVID is one of our trying times. But like you've heard me say numerous times, we come together. We come together as one. We can continue the journey of America united, united and stronger. I truly believe this, my fellow Americans. I really do. And if we do these things, 2022 and the rest of the oncoming years, that they'll be great years. Our brightest days are ahead of us. Only if we're united. United as the people of the United States of America. Thank you very much and have a great day.